welcome, welcome once again to the episode eight of the Three and D podcast. I'm Mark King. I am Joseph Walter. And we got a great episode for you guys. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about. We've got Grizzlies preseason. We've got Tony Allen getting his number nine, freshly retired. We've got lots of NBA news. We've got uh, some funny stuff from Carmelo, Joel Embiid, Andrew Wiggins got paid, Kyrie uh, kind of dissing on Cleveland a little bit. Michael Jordan same stuff about the NBA, so we got lots of good stuff to talk about. Um, so yeah, let's just uh, let's start where we always start. And if you've never listened to the podcast, if you're un, if you're not familiar with uh, with our podcast, we're always going to go through our first uh, ten minutes or so with NBA news, and then we'll get to more grizzly stuff. And uh, this episode, first and foremost, is brought to you by Neon Canvas at neoncanvas.com. It's a great, uh, the one and only digital marketing agency in the city of Memphis for all your digital marketing needs. So if you have a business, if you're an entrepreneur, go check them out, neoncanvas.com. They will take care of you. They will get you uh, worked up and make sure that you are getting the best bang for your buck when it comes to your online presence. Uh, now that that paid the bills, got that out of the way, and don't don't worry this is the same one and only Neon Canvas that Joseph Walter works for. And I myself do a lot of freelance video work for, so it is it is not a surprise that they are our first sponsor at all. Is it, Joe? Uh no, not at all. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, let's get let's get our NBA news out of the way. Let's talk about this first and foremost. Let's talk about this Kyrie Irving news. I wanted to I know our in our in our rundown it's a little out of order, but I want to lead with Kyrie Irving. Talking about he's excited to be in a real sports city for whatever, whatever that means. Uh, he said in a story that now he's playing in Boston, he's playing in a real sports city versus Cleveland, which is not so much a sports city, I guess. I'm not sure what the what to take what the, what he means by that or what you know what to take from it. But what do you think? Your thoughts? Uh, you know, I. I personally have never been to Cleveland, so I cannot speak from experience, but everybody <laughs> I know that's been to Cleveland says it's a dump. So if you're a millionaire and you're living in Cleveland, I mean that's I mean that's probably not the best that's probably not where you'd want to live, if I had to if I had to guess. As I believe um Joachim Noah said it best, uh when he said, I mean, I never heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. <laughs> So I think that's how I feel about it. I mean, who cares? I'm he already disliked everybody on the teams, so I mean just go ahead and alienate all the fans too, whatever. I, I guess you're right. I guess it really doesn't matter. But I just I thought it was an interesting point, the the fact that you bring up after you uh, request a trade, and after you don't want to play with LeBron anymore, you then go back and say, oh, well, you know what? It's really not that big of a sports city anyway. I mean, I, I, like I said, I've never been to Cleveland. I'm not a Cleveland sports fan, so I can't really say from, like, uh, you know, first-hand perspective that you got it all wrong. But, you know, it seems like he doesn't have it all wrong. It seems like he's got it worked out. And, you know, for his credit, to Boston is a real NBA town that has – a uh, real legacy and a, a franchise there that has a, a lot that of, uh, that has happened in its tenure, and so you know, t- to be fair, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. So he's not wrong. Yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. We were in Boston a few weeks ago. We were in Boston. It was pretty sweet. It was a very cool city, um, and so I can you know I can imagine wanting to play there. It uh, it was a very cool city, um, but I just wanted to talk about it real quick. Uh, next thing. Joel Embiid, Andrew Wiggins both got paid this year. I think something like between them both, they're gonna get uh, something on right around three hundred million over the next five years between them both, which is insane. I mean, that's just they both got five-year, hundred and forty-six point five million dollar contracts. That to me, that's crazy. I know it's crazy to you as well, but. Let's just talk about Joel Embiid for a minute. This is a guy who has not really played that much at all. Um, I, I want to say I saw this floating out on Twitter that Greg Oden has actually played more games than Joel Embiid. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. I want to say it's true. So if you guys know it's true, tweet at and let me. I, I swear, I, th- I swear, I thought I saw that. I mean, who knows? It's the internet, so it could be completely false. But if true, that's hilarious. So Joel Embiid, a guy you give five years, one hundred and forty-eight million dollars to. Hasn't really played that much, and you know, for the 76ers, they're really banking on him as their future. They are, they are all in. They are pushing all their chips in the middle of the table that Joel Embiid 
is the future. Um, and so I'm not real sure if I would have done that. I'm not entirely positive I could have been okay with taking that much money into a guy who has rarely played. It's a total of 31 games in three seasons. It ain't a lot. Yeah, this is the ultimate do-or-dive move. I mean, anybody who's seen Joel Embiid play in his 31 games over three seasons, uh, anybody who watched him play that preseason game uh, last night, I believe, or two nights ago, you would think, oh, this guy deserves a five-year, $146.5 million contract. But how can you put this? This is This is like... I mean, for a kind of a comparison, this is the Grizzlies sinking $92 million into Chandler Parsons, who yeah. who isn't going to play. Granted, it's, it, it, the, the difference comes when, you know, they've known he's only played 31 games. The Grizzlies had a – it was halfway of an idea that Chandler Parsons was kind of hurt. Uh, you know for a fact that he has not played that much at all. So it is a – like I said, it is an ultimate do or die for the – for the 76ers, I, I with you, I, when I see Joel Embiid play, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, he is exciting to oh watch. Oh, my gosh. He's, that preseason game, he's exciting to watch. I love it. But at the same time, is how many games is he realistically going to play? And that's what you're going to have to be – it has to be in the back of your mind as a front office for the 76ers is how many games is he actually going to play. And so you're right. It is, it is a hard pill to swallow and will be a very hard pill to swallow – if in fact he goes to, on to play twenty games this year, or you know forty games the next year, and maybe makes up to sixty games in a year, but he never play really plays complete seasons. When your max guy is sitting there, and you're going, man, we have sunk a hundred and twenty something, hundred and some odd million dollars in this guy, and he's he can't get off the bench, and so that is that that's a tough pill to swallow. And I think I would, if I were gambling man, and I am, I would gamble on and be getting hurt most of the time. I mean, I'm just going off what history shows me and what history tells me. For the, I hope that that's not true because I love watching him play. But I think it will be true. I think that in today's NBA, I think it's maybe a move that they had to make. Um, he is perfect for today's NBA. He is a you know seven foot two. Absolutely. Super athletic, can handle the ball, stretch the floor, shoot the three ball, shoot the pull up, put his back to the basket, rebound the ball, block shots, defend. He is the quintessential, you know, center right now, like a Carl Anthony Towns. And I think he might even be more athletic than Carl Anthony Towns. And he is the quintessential player, you know, center and centerpiece of a of, of an amazing team if he is healthy. So I think um, I, I tend to lean towards you're probably right. You know, this might be just you know a complete waste of five years and one hundred forty six point five million dollars. But if if he's if they're right, if they're right, this is um, this is going to be one of the smarter. You know, we're going to talk about this four years down the road and say, man, that was smart of them to go ahead and lock him up. Absolutely, we'll be on episode like. 400. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with you. I, as far as the other side, Andrew Wiggins getting kind of the, you know, basically the same max contract. Um, I, for one, I for one have not, would not have given him this deal at all. I mean, you see flashes of it, but he's just not to the point where he needs to be where he demands a five year, a five year max contract or a max extension. I just don't, that doesn't make sense to me, especially you have. Carlton Towns coming up next year that's going to get definitely will get I mean and does definitely deserves a max contract. Um and then, you know, if something happens, then you you have these two guys for, you know, and I don't, I don't think anything's gonna happen with Carlton Towns, but you have Andrew Wiggins sitting over there when you could have, you know, done so much more with that money besides give it to Andrew Wiggins. I just I'm not a fan of that at all. I think it's the wrong move. Um but I also know on the other side of it that Minnesota, they don't they probably don't have a whole lot of other options. That that that's kind of, they're kind of like the Grizzlies in the sense that they don't have a whole lot of options and they're not a whole lot of free agents are coming there, and so uh, you got to attract, you have to get players some way, and sometimes their um, max guy may be different than other people's <coughs> max guy, if that makes sense. <coughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. We're 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 
paying Chandler Memphis is paying Chandler Parsons ninety two million dollars. Um, so, that, but you said that twice in the in the podcast. I'm, so I'm and I'm even ten minutes in. Shh, I can say as many times as I want. Um, I'm I I don't know. This is this is one where where with the with the Joel and B contract, you definitely can see where if if he stays healthy, he's worth every penny of that contract. Right, Andrew Wiggins. I remember when he was coming out of the draft, just reading draft stuff and watching, you know, Draft Express videos and things like that. It was like that he was going to come into the league and be a lockdown defender. You know, that was he's the super athletic long three that is going to come in, be able to make plays off the dribble and lock down that that three spot. I don't know if anybody has watched him play defense over the last couple of years, but he is one of the worst defenders in the league. I mean, I know that's horrible to say. He's not one of the worst defenders in the league, but he is horrible defender. He's and not good. That just, you know, I think that if he had the same offensive skills as he has now, but he was able to lock, you know, actually play defense and lock down D, I think he's worth $146.5 million. That being said, he has not showed that at all. Um, and he's basically a liability on that end of the floor. He's also a ball stopper, and uh, I just don't – I don't know. I don't really like this move. I know, just like you said, you know, they might not have many other options, and, you know, with Carl Anthony Towns, you want to keep the athleticism and the young core, but uh, I, I just don't see it here with Andrew Wiggins. I was a Jabari Parker fan coming into that draft personally. Um, who's it's just un- very unfortunate he's been as injured as I, prone as he. I has. was the same. I was I was high on J- Jabari Parker as well. Um, let's move on. Uh, the, the, I want to get next story. I want to get to is uh, Michael Jordan has come out and said that the super team era uh, is going to be bad for the NBA, and I'm not sure. Um, he I don't know. He, this is this is the full quote. Let me read the full quote first, and then we'll get into it. Quote, I think it's going to hurt the overall aspect of the league from a competitive standpoint. You're going to have one or two teams that are going to be great and another 28 teams that are going to be garbage. Or they're going to have a tough surviving, the tough time surviving in the business environment. End quote. He's not wrong. And, but at the same time, I don't, I, I, don't know, I don't know if he's right or wrong, honestly. But I, I don't think I agree with it. I think it's awesome because I love watching good basketball. And if there are five or six teams that are really good at basketball, guess what? I'm just going to watch those teams. Um, I'm not sure it changes anything anymore anyway because uh, you're going to have good players. And LeBron didn't have a super team when he made the finals with the Cavs those first years. But guess what? He still made it to the finals because he was LeBron James. So I don't think it – You know, it, whether LeBron James gets to the finals with garbage players or he gets to the finals with Dwayne Wade – I'm I'm all for him getting to the finals with Dwayne Wade and Kevin Love and Isaiah Thomas because you know what we might actually get a competitive series against the Warriors instead of you know him getting his ass beat with LeBron and a bunch of scrubs. So I, I don't necessarily agree with the fact that all 28 teams are going to be garbage, um, but you know it, I think where teams get better, it forces other teams in the league to try and get better as well. The all the Golden State Warriors have done in the past, you know couple years is just raise the bar of, of competitiveness and if you know if you're going to win the NBA in win in the NBA now you have to be even better than you were before so I'm not sure I agree with the, the fact that you're going to get 28 teams that are going to be garbage um I think it's so what I think the golden you know golden state has done is 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 look at Houston or look at a team like Oklahoma City they've sure. said you know, let's take Houston, for example. Like, last year, they couldn't even get past San Antonio with an injured Kawhi Leonard, basically, at right. the end of that series. And so they're thinking, we, we're we not just trying to make the playoffs. You know, we're trying to win a championship, so we have to play at that Golden State level. So what they do? They ship their whole team off for one more superstar player. They shipped Beverly and Decker and uh, everybody, uh, Montrez Harrell, you know, it was a bunch of people that they shipped off 
for for one player. And I right. personally, after you know, I know it was preseason. I'm going to try not to. And and Mike D'Antoni played his guys last night, did he not? They all played thirty something minutes. Yeah, he played. He definitely played. And his guys. I think that. I just I don't think that Houston is necessarily better than they were last season with the addition of Chris Ball, but that's the NBA that we're in right now is that in order to compete with somebody like that, you know, you have to bring in the best. Look at, you know, Oklahoma City is sent off Oladipo and the last in Cantor and um Zabonis and you know that right. for so I think it's, you know, we have to get these star players or we can't compete. And there's that kind of growth within like the, you know, Philadelphia, the way they've done it in, you know, Portland, kind of the way they've done it is get young players, develop them. And now I feel like, I don't know. I love the NBA and the NBA is in such an amazing spot right now that it's kind of hard for Michael Jordan to say that it's hurting the NBA. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I think so too, and th- and I think the other the, the other token or the other side of it is that you know like if it if it had been a thing in in the nineties for Jordan to team up with another player, you know if that were like the thing to do, you know what he probably would have done it. Like I, I just don't I don't I can't sit here and, and believe someone when they say oh, I would have never done that when like it really wasn't the thing. You know it was more like I'm gonna it was more bitter rivals, and now it's more like hey guess what if we want to win. If we want to win even more games, I know you're really good at basketball. I'm really good at basketball. Let's get together, be both be really good at basketball. <laughs> and you know, like it, it makes sense. And so I'm not just I'm I just I have a hard time believing you look at me in the eye and say, you know what? F that dude. I would never play with him. He's awesome basketball. He could help me win more games, but I'm never gonna do that. And so you know, let's not pretend like Scottie Pippen wasn't a was a bum. You know what I'm saying? Like that's also let's not pretend that some of the guys that he played with were bums. That's that's the other that's the other thing. They they maybe didn't get as much attention as he did, but they weren't they weren't terrible players either. So I, I don't I don't really think I don't really subscribe to the theory that there's gonna be twenty eight teams that are garbage. I also don't subscribe to the theory that it's making the NBA worse at all. Like you said, I think it's in a, in a in a better place than it has been in a really long time. And it goes much of that because of those super teams or whatever you want to call them, much because like I said, they make other people better. All right, let's move on. Let's talk actual Grizzlies basketball because that is what we're here to do. Um, talk about the talk about first of all, just came out today this afternoon, uh, maybe this morning. I don't, I don't remember what time it was. Tony Allen going to have his number retired by the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I think first of all, let's. <laughs> you know I'm happy. I know you're happy. I think everybody should be happy about this. Um, I don't think it. Ma- I don't think it's something that we can be unhappy about. Let's. I want to. I want to play this. Uh, the soundbite from Tony uh, reacting to his jersey being retired. Let's see that first, and we'll we'll talk about it. Yo, yo, latest magazine. I was doing it, just playing hard, playing the right way, trying to win. I never cared about the the, the fanciness and the all star game. All I wanted to just be known for is want to be one of the greatest defenders that ever played the game. And I just thank Memphis for allowing me that opportunity to be able to play. I'm crying too, Tony. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> I think I think that is the uh, the right thing to do by the organization. Uh, I'm surprised that it took him a little longer after the the Zebo came out and he signed. It, they seemed like they they moved a little bit quicker. Um, you know, they all have the reasons for moving. Obviously, why they why they do what they do. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it's the right I think it's the right move. I think that people outside of the city probably won't understand it. They I probably, don't care what other people outside of the city. I, I, think. I mean, I didn't say I did either. I'm just saying that people probably won't understand it. Uh, but at the same time, you don't get to tell us how a player has moved this organization tenfold, has brought this organization um, from from just dwindling uh, less than mediocrity to something, to an actual contender. And so I don't subscribe to the theory that you can't uh, have a jersey in the rafters if he hasn't done X, Y, and Z. And so Tony Allen has done more for this uh, city and done more for this team than, than just on the court. 
I mean, he literally is he is the he is the person that has given this team its identity. Um, he gave he gave the Grizzlies their marketing slogan. You're welcome again for for that uh, Memphis. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he is the one and only person that has put an identity to this team. And so I said it with the with when Zebo uh, went and they gave him his hang, jersey hanging at the rafters. Uh, I said again, he, you know, this is a person who deserves it. These are these are two players that some people they're the only players they know. They have grown up watching these people, and they have they're the only reasons they watch Grizzlies basketball for those two players. You know, they could have probably been other fans of other things and doing, you know, doing different stuff. But the only reason they went to the Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies games is because of Tony Allen and because of Zach Randolph. Yeah, and like I kind of mentioned when when the, with the Zebo thing, I, I kind of think it's weird that they're telling us now. I still think it's weird. I, I love Tony. I think it's weird. I just that, hey, dude, you know you're going to come in here and play us uh, next Wednesday night, but we're going to retire your jersey. I know we didn't want to, you know, we didn't care anything about signing you to, you know, just to, because we needed a two-guard and because to appease fans because everybody loves you. Um, but, you know, so we've already kind of told you to go F yourself and the fans to go F themselves. So now we're going to just go ahead and tell you that we want to retire your jersey. I mean, I, you know I'm all for it, but on the other hand, I'm just – I'm still in the same mode. You're a little upset about how it went down. I'm a little upset how it went down. Uh, and still, even with Zebo and Tony, I still think it's weird that we're like, hey, dude, by the way, we're throwing that, throwing that jersey up in the rafters whenever you do decide to retire and not play against us. Um, but I am very happy, you know, that, that, that they are going to honor TA, um, the same way they did Zach. And I'm sure that if anything, ha- you know, whatever happens with Mark and Mike, they'll probably be right up there next to him. I would, and I that, would presume I, the it same. would be really weird to see somebody else in a 50. It'd be really weird to see somebody else in nine, 11 or 33. Just weird. Absolutely. I, I could have swore I was watching a preseason game and I could have swore I saw someone in, in a Grizzlies jersey with nine on. Is that true? I don't, can I'll have to look it up. Maybe one of the younger Seldom players. seven. Yeah, maybe it was. I don't know. I was just kind of like, I didn't. I looked twice. And I was like, what? Because as we have so many new players, I'm actually having to remember jerseys numbers, jersey numbers now, which is uh, more difficult than you can imagine. Uh, not knowing all the people, and so. But the, the sad part is, is a lot of these people. Some of these people won't even be here. So. I'm learning the jersey numbers for no reason. You at know all. the jersey numbers. I know, I know. Uh, no, I, I think it's great that uh, you know that Tony's getting honored the same way. I'm still sad he's not on the Grizzlies roster as of right now, but <sighs> that's a that's a whole other topic. It is. It absolutely is. He will be back on Friday um, in a quasi return. It's, I know. It, so it'll so it'll be preseason, then he'll return it again for the opening season game, which is less than a week away. Yes, sir. Six days away. Six next days. next Wednesday. <laughs> Six days. We're playing real basketball. We're playing basketball that really matters. And by the way, I, I've already mentioned this to you today, but whoever agreed to put a preseason basketball game on at 8.30 at night deserves to be punched in the, in the neck. <laughs> Why was I staying up till 11 o'clock at night to watch a preseason <laughs> game? I will never know. Uh, but I was. And I just I look at myself. I was, like, really tired last night. And I was looking at myself and I'm like, what? What am I doing here? Like <laughs> watching Roddy Zagorak shoot air balls. What, what we, why? Why am I doing this to myself? What, what's going on in my life right now? And I'm sitting here at eleven o'clock at night watching this instead of sleeping. But alas, I was, and that leads me to our next topic. Preseason basketball is just about over. Um, I think we've seen a, a big enough sample size to know, uh, you know, kind of who we like, who we don't like. Um, so I'll start with you. Who, Tell me who impressed you. Let's just start with who impressed us. What the, the some of the just just the eye test looking at looking at people, not necessarily stats, but just the eye test saying, you know what, he can play he can play basketball at the NBA level. Obviously, this is not for Mike and Mark. Well, you know, we we can talk about them if we want, but I'm talking about more of our end of bench kind of situation we have going on or role players. Who has impressed you the most? Uh, James Ennis probably has been one of the most, especially these past two games, James Ennis has been very impressive. Um, as com- I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think I have kind of think a little low of him, so he's definitely, he's, 
he's brought up my opinion in the last couple games. Uh, I th- think he's played really well. Um, I also think that Brandon Wright has played well. Um, he can kind of play any way. He can play fast um, and and run and alley oop and you know he's a he's lengthy. He's a decent shot blocker. You know he can also play the you know the way the Grizzlies were playing with. He played a lot with Mark Saul on the court, both of them last year, if you remember. So I think that it's uh, – I've been in, impressed. I was a little worried, you know, after his exit interview thing last year that, you know, he wasn't going to be bought in and uh, to Fisdale. But uh, I think he is, and, you know, I'm happy with that. Um, uh, Mario Chalmers, um, he looked pretty bad in the second game. Um, he lo- definitely looked quite a bit better last night. Um, just two for four from three. So, I mean, his over his plus minus was not very solid, but I w- I've been impressed from, I would say those three have been the, the ones that I've been most impressed with are going to be Chalmers, uh, Ennis and Brandon Wright. You know, I, I will. I, I I agree with you on the, the James Ennis. I think he's a guy that's going to get serious minutes this year. Um, you know, maybe even maybe even be starting. Um, and so I, I like James James Ennis. He, he's more, he is the, the the Swiss Army knife that David Fisdale really really likes. Uh, he, he really likes those type of players. And so um, I, I've been very impressed with James Ennis. Like I said, I, he's going to have a much bigger role this year, um, whether that's coming off the bench or that's starting. And we are going to need him to, uh, you know, hit open threes and hit shots and and you know play defense and do all the things that you need to do to put to to be that three and D uh, kind of wing player. And so I, I'm a, I'm agree with you. I, I like James Ennis. Um, you know, Brandon Wright. I, I just I still don't see the fit here on the Grizzlies. I just don't see it. Um, I, I'm not necessarily saying he's a bad player, but I still don't understand how he fits out there and how. Uh, Fizdale, it'll be interesting to see how Fizdale plays him. Put, you know who he plays him with. Um, I'm just not sure. I think that Chalmers and Wright obviously have the best chemistry. Um, with the you know Wright's offense is so limited to just basically you know running that pick and roll and, and catching alley oops. You know his his like post up game is is straight just it's straight trash. Like it's it's not good. And so, but how many centers in the league right now have a straight post up game? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying they do. I'm just saying his is not good. That's all I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> like there's like a four or five in the league to have a good post that you know, like I'm an old school. Yeah, you know, we're just so I'm just so used to watching Mark play that that's Anzibo you know, just back you down. Yeah, just back you down into right. you. Nice jump hooks, turnaround fadeaways, yep. that kind of stuff. Um, you know, so I'm very interested to see how Brendan Wright fits into this kind of. Uh, you know, just see how his role fits in. Uh, Chalmers as well. We've already talked about that at uh, length. I think in nauseum on the uh, last episode, um, but he's been really good, and he's very, he's been good enough for me to go. You know what? I feel really good about the point guard backup point guard situation, time and time again. Knowing you have someone like that that can come off the bench, not only can he get you buckets, but he can also, uh, you know, he also runs the offense really well. Um, but the other person I've been really high on and they've really really enjoyed is Dylan Brooks. I mean, I'm I'm all in on Dylan Brooks this year. I think he's a. I think he's a. I think he's an NBA player, and I think <laughs> that's saying a lot. It's saying a lot for the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies draft picks. I'm fully aware of that, but I think he will actually get minutes this year. I think that Fizdell really likes him, and I think he can contribute to this team. I know, like you know, his shots really not been there, but I, I know it was. And I was at summer league. I was super impressed with him at summer league. I I, I talked about it. I wrote about it. Um, you know, seeing him on the floor with actual NBA players is even more impressive. And so I know his shot's not falling, and so the points aren't there. But I think once he gets into that rhythm, I think that he will really find a place uh, to get, you know, 10 to 12 minutes a night for the Grizzlies. And I hope that he has – I hope he gets those, those you know, those kind of minutes so that he can, can develop. And it's really hard to develop uh, an NBA player in the, you know, in the hustle or, excuse me, in the G League and because, you know, they're just not playing against the – talent they play against every night um so let's talk about people that you didn't like people so some of the guys that just didn't impress you and i know this probably list is probably gonna be longer than the other list because all right um, god help us we don't have a whole lot of promise in the end of the binge area here so let's start with the 92 million dollar man let's 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 take these piece by piece let's start with let's just talk player by player 
Let's start with Chandler Parsons. Let's start. I with know the, that you hate him. Let's start with the ninety-two million dollar man. Um, I think the second game. Uh, I believe it was the third quarter, maybe the second quarter. Um, uh, Chandler got a steal. It, they really just passed it right to him on the top of the key. And Chandler had basically a one-on-one, uh, in the op- not the open court, but a one-on-one. And Chandler tried to Euro step and literally just committed a charge, fell right into his defender and didn't even throw the ball up in there. And that is the Chandler Parsons that we have. I, I, I mean, last night, I mean, if, you know, he, he didn't start. He didn't start the night before, you know, the game before well, that. I know that. I know that's been a real debate on if he'll actually come off the bench. I think Fizdell is leading. It's actually not so much said that that's a poss. You know, so much said that that's a possibility of him coming off the bench this year. So, well, it, he's been awful, Mark. I mean, he he can't defend. Literally, try to watch that dude set a screen. And then he literally just is looks so scared that somebody's gonna bump his knee. That I mean, I'm just it's it's, frustrating. it's just frustrating, man. You pay this dude so much money, and he literally can. I feel like he can barely walk, and uh, that is on that's on the Grizzlies front office. That's also and on the Grizzlies uh, medical staff as well. You know that we should have. Before we signed him, there should have been a lot more. I, I I guess a lot more to do because that this is just absurd, Mark. And I I want him to be good. Like I want him so bad to literally after the first game against Minnesota, I want him to drop twenty eight points. I want him to look at me in the stands, flick me off, and tell me to go f myself. And I would be the most I would be the happiest dude on planet Earth. But. I mean, he what is he? Oh for seven so far. It's oh um, for seven in the preseason. Oh for seven, and somebody I was talking to yesterday was uh, last night. They were like, "Oh, he had some, he had good arc on his shots." Like, come on, give me a break. Like, I will say this: uh, as you, as everybody knows, I am a, I am a Chandler Parsons truther. I am the captain of the. I may be the co-captain with our site manager Joe Joe Mullinex of the Chandler Parsons train. And the uh, revenge tour of 2018, but I will say this: it is getting more and more difficult by the game to be the Chandler Parsons truther that I am. It is so difficult sometimes looking at him and going, "What is what is what is going on?" Um, all of his shots still at the front of the rim. Um, they have they whoever said you whoever told you that they have arc on their shot is a straight up dummy because they don't. If they had an arc on the shot, they would hit the front of the rim. So whoever told you that is a dummy. Um, yeah, it's 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 not it's not good. It doesn't look good. Um, I'm hopeful that you know with time, obviously, we'll get back to the Chandler Parsons that we have, or just as some resemblance of a player. Did you say that we had that we had or that there was before <laughs> we got him. You know, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> it, it just some resemblance of a player. That can get you twelve points a game, you know. Like he, that's all you really need at this point. And so, yeah, you know, it, it's it's more of a realistic scenario where he does come off the bench. And so, um, it's concerning. You know, it's it's concerning that he hasn't, you know, looked entirely that good. And um, you know, he's moved well. Which, but at the same time, you know, we keep saying, oh yeah, he moved well, he moved well. But you know, being you know moving well in a game has got to stop being the barometer at some point. At some point, we have to say, yes, he moves well, but he still can't shoot the damn ball. <coughs> yes, he moves well, but he still can't score any points, and he still can't play defense. And so I'm still hopeful. I still think uh, he, I still hope he will come back and, and be the Chandler Barnes that he once was. But, like I said, it's getting more and more difficult every time, every game, to go out here and, and preach to you and preach to the Twitterverse that he's the best player or he's the third best player on the team. And he might not be. Um, at the moment, <laughs> he's he's definitely not at the moment. Um, so yeah, w- what we have in Chandler Parsons is 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 uh, it's concerning to say the least. Yeah, I would like to move on. Let's move on. I would like to move on. I'm already frustrated enough, Mark. Let's move on. Let's move on to the uh, person are, that are, is just. Are we going to keep talking about the people who are uh, who are disappointing me? Yes, we're going to move on to Wade Baldwin. Oh, okay. 
Are you talking about me? Am I disappointing you? <laughs> no, absolutely okay, not. Okay, could, so let's let's that. move on to Wade Baldwin. Um, still doesn't look good. I don't really know what else to say. He still doesn't look like an NBA player. He still drives to the basket without any like decision. Like he has no idea what he's going to do when he gets there. Um, he still drives to the basket and gets blocked all the time because he doesn't know what he's going to do. Um, he he has bad decision after bad decision. So yes, the athleticism is there, but is there anything else there? I'm not sure. I, I'm not entirely sure. And the only reason I think he's going to be on the roster when it comes time to make roster cuts on Monday is because they don't want to say again, Chris Wallace and the Memphis Grizzlies don't want to say again that they have made a mistake. They don't want to go out there and say publicly, we're cutting, we're waving another guy, we're getting rid of another first-round pick because we made a bad decision. And that is the only reason I think he'll be on the roster. Not because he's better than Andrew Harrison, because he's not. Not because he's better than Mary Chalmers, because he's not. The only reason I think he's on the roster because of politics, and they don't want to publicly admit they made another mistake. That is the problem with Wade Baldwin. That's why he's going to get another year. Yeah, he's real bad, Mark. We <laughs> um, expert analysis. <laughs> he, he, he is real bad. He's real he bad. He is real bad. We uh, we were texting each other during that second game, uh, preseason game, and we were both uh, we're both thoroughly convinced that Kobe Simmons is already a better Kobe point guard. Simmons. I I promise you right now, Kobe Simmons is a better point guard than Wade Baldwin and Andrew Harrison. Right now, like I would cut both of those guys and put Kobe Simmons on the roster. <laughs> I, I I'm positive I would do that in a, in a heartbeat. I'm gonna do that on 2K tonight when you leave, <laughs> just just so I can just so I can see if I can develop Kobe Simmons. That's what I'll um, be doing. That's what I'll be doing tonight. Yeah. So I was joking about this. Um, uh, my office is downtown, and. Uh, I was meeting with a client this morning, and I was headed to the office around, uh, I got to downtown around 11, 11.30, something like that, uh, getting to the office, and Wade Baldwin cuts me off <laughs> on uh, uh, friggin' second, headed uh, south on second there, headed to the forum, and it was like almost 11.30, and I was like, oh, I'm... I'm glad that you were up early this morning, you know, getting your shots up and, you know, working on your game. But, no, it's friggin' 11.30 in the afternoon, and you just got to the forum. Uh, so, you know, that that really – I mean, I, I know he could have been there before, but it just it just kind of upset me. He drove a very, very nice BMW. It was too nice for me to even know what kind of car it was. You as, know? as you should if you make millions of dollars. I firmly believe in driving a nice BMW if you're making million do- millions of dollars. Um, so, so are, do you think that he's going to be on the roster next week? Um, I think he will be. Um, we've we've talked about it before. I think I I think you're where you were right, spot on with with your assessment uh, just a few moments ago. I think that they that he will be on the roster, and it's. Uh, I am I am very very curious to see what what they do here. Very so, very curious. He's somebody like but. he's the guy that we needed to trade f- for a second round pick that we're never gonna get. You mean the Troy Daniels Phantom second round pick trade? Yeah, I I don't know I don't know if anybody's gonna give you a second round pick for Wade Baldwin. That's the problem. But what if we give them a second round pick and yeah. then take a second round pick that we'll never get from them? Let's just give it up more picks for nothing though. I'd oh. rather just cut him and keep the second round pick. Mark, I mean, I'm I'm just telling you, I'm giving you insight as to what uh, Chris Wallace is thinking okay. right now. Let's move. On. Now I'm getting frustrated. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit here about Rade. Good old Rade Zagoric, who again, by the way, I think will also be on the roster, but he should not be at all. Mark Rade Zagoric has absolutely. Zero percent chance of ever playing in the league ever. If any, I watched him. I got really excited the other night because someone threw him a pass under the basket and he caught it. That's I remember, what, I remember that. 
He was down on the left block. Yeah. Yeah. And he caught it and laid it up. I thought the same thing. I Dude, was like, I was oh, just, I couldn't believe he caught the ball, much less scored. I could not believe he caught it. I literally was like, oh, look at those hands. Uh, he is awful. Roddy he has, is so he, bad at basketball. He's so <laughs> bad at basketball. He is, he is worse <laughs> than Wade Baldwin at basketball. He is worse than Wade Baldwin. He has zero business being out on the court with a bunch of other NBA players and can only get seven minutes in a preseason game, which doesn't even matter. And so I just I don't I don't understand what they're doing, what the Grizzlies are thinking here. When I, I understand that bringing it, Rade's contract was up in Europe, okay? So, like, you had to either sign him or he was going to sign another multi-year deal, okay? And he, you couldn't bring him over until that year that deal was over. You had to buy the contract out, et cetera, et cetera. But Rade's a Gorek three years from now, I think, is probably going to be the same player Rade's a Gorek is right now. How like, how you could you sign this guy if you watched him work out against the chair? The chair would look more athletic, Mark. <laughs> I, I don't really know what... What we're doing, giving him a three-year deal, it doesn't make sense. Again, I, you know, I saw him in, when I was at summer league. I, th- I said the same thing. I said he looks really overmatched. Uh, you know, he doesn't look like he's ready for the NBA game, and it's only amplified against actual NBA players. It only gets worse. But but we here we are now. He's going to take up a roster spot when you I you know when you theoretically could have Kobe Simmons or you could have Wade Baldwin and Andrew Harrison on the roster. But now you're going to have Roddy on the roster because you don't want to cut a guy you just signed in the summer. They're not going to do that. They will not cut Roddy Zagorak because they just signed him. Just like they're not going to cut Ivan Rab. They just signed Ivan Rab to a de- to to a multi-year deal. They just drafted Ivan Rab. They're more likely to cut Deontay Davis than they are Ivan Rab. The only reason the only reason they're more likely to cut Deontay Davis is because they've actually seen physical play from Deontay Davis and guess and they say you guess what he sucks at basketball too. He's not very good. So these are things that are just like logical. They're not going to cut Rodney. They're not going to cut Ivan Rapp. It's just not going to happen. They just signed these guys. And so and their reasoning behind it would be, well, we need more time to see. I don't need any more time to see Rodney Zagork play any minutes of basketball. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. Um, you know, he's, he's probably the last person that I think we could talk about that really actually got, you know, minutes uh, last night. And last night was more, uh, I guess the Rocket last night was more of a, more of a real rotation that I think we'll see in the actual regular season, minus uh, a few players. Uh, yeah, Wayne Selden didn't play illness. Right. The only reason, uh, and the reason I think it was, like, the only reason I think Andrew Harrison started, and the only reason that even Roddy played is because you have McLemore and uh, Selden out. Um, well, we also love that we know that David Fisdale loves him some Andrew Harrison. Yeah, but you can't you can't play Andrew. Har- I don't think Andrew Harrison is going to be on the roster next week. Oh, really? That's me. If I have to, if I have to pick, and I, I did, you know, I did write a piece on this at grizzlybearblues.com. Go check it out. It's kind of who I think is going to be not there, or you could just hear the uh, information right now because I'm about to give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Harrison, I don't think is going to be in the roster. If I thought I, my pick would be Andrew Harrison and uh, Deontay Davis, or Andrew Harrison and Jarrell Martin. All right, um, I think that Andrew Harrison will 100 percent be on the roster. Um, I think. So you think they're going to keep four point guards on the roster? I I, I think that I mean. I mean, none of those guys are shooting guards. I mean, Mike Conley can be if you play Chalmers with him. Chalmers with him, but like, you, I think I, that I, Andrew Harrison will be on the roster. I think we're. I think Jarrell Martin won't be on the roster, and um, God, I don't even like. I, I don't even know. Like, who the hell is going to be on this roster? Well, that's what, that's for us to decide, right? Now. <laughs> I would. I, my, I'm done with Wade Waldman. I'm done with Jarrell Martin. You have to cut, you, but that's not realistic. They're not going to cut Wade Baldwin. I'm done. I mean, I, I think mean, you that could be, you could be done with him all you want, but they're not going to cut yeah, him. Yeah, but he's so bad. Andrew Harrison is awful and is is like Light one of the best basketball players I've ever seen in my life compared to Wade Baldwin. I agree. I, I totally agree. People are giving me people are giving me shit on Twitter last night because I said that Andrew Harrison was going to cut, but like I, I totally agree with you. He's much better than Wade Baldwin, but I, I just don't think they're like logically like. Politically, I don't think they're going to get rid of get rid of Ray Ballman and just say, "Oh, we're you know." Now, the other only other likely scenario I could see is if you found someone to ship Wade Ballman to. 
if you could, you know, find a trade partner for Wade Baldwin. Yeah, if you could give away a second round pick. Right. I don't know if that. I just don't know if that's out there at this point in 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 the game. I just don't know if they're going to find someone uh, to take on Wade Baldwin. They might, but I just I I foresee that being two cuts, two guys being waived and no no trades between now and Monday. Yeah, I'm. <sighs> it's it's a it's a. We're goddamn disaster that Rade Zagorak is going to be on an NBA roster on Monday. Yes, it is. It is that. But that's what we're, you know, like you said, he'll never touch the floor this year, ever. I don't even think he'll touch the floor with injuries. I, Dylan Brooks will get more minutes than Rade Zagorak every day of the week, Yeah, as, as he should. All right, let's talk about, uh, last thing let's get to, let's talk about uh, kind of who we think our rotation is going to be on Wednesday. Next Wednesday night, who starts? Because you're not gonna ha- you're gonna you're not gonna have Macklemore still. But next Wednesday, who starts? Next Wednesday, who starts? Look at the roster that started last night. That's who starts. You're Mike saying- Conley, Andrew Harrison, Jermichael Green, James Ennis, and Marcus All. I I will I will say, Jermichael Green, Ennis, Gasol, Conley, and Selden start the game next Wednesday. And then, so Fizdale typically has a nine-man rotation. Um, I pretend, you know, possibly ten this year, but typically it's nine. So let's just say the next five off the bench are who? Because usually, I mean, anybody plays more, nobody plays more than ten people in an NBA game. It's just very rare. You're right. So so you have, I had Andrew Harrison, you had Wayne Selden. Wayne Selden. Right. So you don't even think Harrison's going to be on the roster. I think right. he's going to start. That's that's where we are right now, Mark. That's where we are. That tells you all you need to know about the Grizzlies roster situation at the moment. Um, I think that uh, Brandon Wright definitely sees uh, it will be uh, you know a big part of this team. I think that Chandler Parsons will be as well. I think Mario Chalmers will be as well. I think uh, Dylan Brooks is going to see minutes. I think Wayne Selden. And then it's kind of when Ben McLemore comes back, I definitely think he'll see minutes. So that's ten, So you don't think, think Tyreek Evans gets on the floor? I mean, I know he is, but, man, he's been real bad. Well, people forget about Tyreek Evans. He's, he is a, he is the ball stopper of the ball stoppers. He is the ball stopper. Just, of just the remember ball this year when you watch Tyreek Evans, and he doesn't pass anybody. That's just who Tyreek Evans is. Yeah. The, the 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 sooner you come to terms with it, the easier your life will be. I've already I, I mean I already come to terms with it. I know it's going to happen. It's going to be frustrating to watch for basketball like people who like if Mark Gasol plays basketball with Tyreek Evans, Mark Gasol is going to shoot somebody because Tyreek Evans will never pass the ball. <laughs> Marcus Gasol is all about making the right pass, and Tyreek Evans is, don't care. Uh, all right, so you you think it's you think so you just named like six players that are gonna get minutes on this 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 back this backup on the off the bench. I mean, I guess I'll take Dylan Brooks out of there and add throw Tyreek in there. Uh, so Chalmers, Tyreek, Chandler, Brandon Wright, and and Harrison slash Selden. So, so I'll I'll players. say so I have held Selden starting, um, and I think I do think that McLemore would take Selden's spot whenever he comes back. I think that depends on it who how he plays as well. I, I think so too, but I think that they also paid Ben McLemore a lot of money to not at least see what they have with him in the starting lineup, and that's why they brought him here. So, um, so I, I'll say probably you're right, Brandon Wright. You're right, um, Tariq Evans. You're right, Mario Chalmers. Those are definitely. Your first three off the bench, excuse me, Chandler Parsons, the first four off the bench right there. And then I think that fifth spot's kind of a toss-up between, like you said, Dylan Brooks or Wayne Selden, whoever those – whoever, you know, I think it's kind of be uh, whoever's playing well at the – you know what I mean, whoever's playing well at the moment. Uh, could be a Dylan Brooks kind of stretch for a week or two. Could be Wayne Selden stretch for a week or two after Matt McClure comes back. Uh, I think those are – that's kind of where we're at right now because I don't believe Andrew Harrison's going to be on the bench. Even if he's on the – or excuse me, on the roster. Even if he's on the roster, I don't think he ever gets off the bench. Bench, and if he does, I think it's a I think it's a catastrophe. I just I just don't think he's. I mean, with the roster you have, I don't think he has any business getting on the floor. That's just me. Uh, he's he's like Wade. He's like Wade Baldwin. I'm mean, Wade Baldwin's ten times worse, but he's like Wade Baldwin for me. Um, I don't know. Any other last thoughts on preseason where we're at right now? Um. 
the we don't even know where we. <laughs> I literally think someone's gonna start only because I know that Fizdale likes the guy. I think that someone's gonna start that you don't think is gonna be on the roster. That's where we are right now. That is a that's the perfect way to fit this um, off season. The perfect way to summarize it. And I will say this before we move on. The Grizzlies did this to themselves. They had all. I mean, they had. They don't. Have, they didn't have to sign Roddy. They could have signed. Waited to sign to sign Roddy to right now. Nobody was coming after Roddy Zagorak. Nobody. Literally nobody. <laughs> no, everybody's seen him work out against the chair, and they're like, "Yeah, we're good." So you could have waited to sign Roddy. You could have waited to sign a lot. Of, so I, you know, they did it to themselves. But now here we are, about to probably cut two guaranteed contracts, and I'm probably gonna have a conniption uh, on Twitter before. Monday is up just because I think it's the dumbest thing ever. But that's where we're at right now, so we'll we'll see. Hopefully they don't end up cutting, you know, Jarrell, or hopefully they don't end up cutting like someone that we actually want to use like Dylan Brooks because uh, that would be that would be typical. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> last thing before we get out of here, I was going to say I was going to do this last week, but I told you I would save it for this week. This, the funniest thing we've heard this week. This is actually from last week, but we're gonna we're gonna make it for this week because our podcast. And I don't care what anybody else says. It's actually Carmelo Anthony laughing at a reporter <laughs> that <laughs> they had. Yeah, that he might come off the bench. So for the record, it's also a dumb question from the reporter. So he deserves to get laughed at because that's a dumb question. There's no reason you trade for Carmelo Anthony and bring him off the bench. Um, but let, let's. <laughs> Let's just play it. This is this is the funniest thing we heard all week from from, last week. from basketball from last week. Last week about you know starting at the four or the concept of starting at the four or even coming <laughs> off the bench. And the second question is, well, me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I guess that answers that part. I, I mean, I don't know where that started, where I came from. <laughs> hey, Pete, they said I got to come off the bench. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I guess the bench question is not a question. <laughs> that is uh, perfect. He's like, I come off the bench. <laughs> that's great. Um, so that's that, that. That pretty much wraps up this episode. We a lot of lot of good stuff today. I think that uh, there's still a lot of questions to be answered, and probably I think by the next podcast, which will most likely be next week, uh, next Tuesday. By that time, we'll have a lot of questions answered because they have to have they have to have decisions made by next Monday. So we'll know for sure by the next podcast who we're mad at and who we're glad at. And I know that one one of I don't think we've mentioned this, so I want to make sure that we go ahead and throw this in there. Um, we're going to be mad at Chris Wallace. I'm not sure that we've <laughs> I'm not sure that I've mentioned my disdain for him yet in this podcast. So. Um, I want to I want to mention my disdain for Chris Wallace. I would also like to um, I'm going to try this one more time, Jarrell. You need to stop being awful at basketball. You do. Step it up, Jarrell. You heard it here. I'm trying it one more time. Hopefully Friday he'll uh, he'll show us what he's got. Well, that's it. That's episode eight for Three and D Podcast. You know where to find us on Twitter. The podcast is at Three and D Pod. You can write, shoot us an email if you want to have questions at 3ndpod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at King underscore producer. You can find me at twi- on Twitter at at JRWalter4. So hit us up. Ask us questions. Let us know what you think about the podcast. Please go to the, the uh, iTunes store. Rate us five-star reviews. Anything else will be deleted. We do not care. Five-star reviews only. Thank you. See you next week.